Hello, and welcome to the Bellingham Real Estate Podcast. I'm Paul Balzadi. I'm here with Lennox Scott, the CEO of John L. Scott Real Estate. What a pleasure to have you. Well, Paul, it's just uh, fabulous to be here this morning with you and your team. Yes, thank you. And uh, I'm going to start out by just kind of sharing some of the fabulous things about John L. Scott Real Estate and about you. So um, I have this on a sticky note here. So John L. Scott Inc. is a top 20 uh, power broker, one of the top 20 brands in the nation. And John L. Scott Real Estate has over 100 offices and over 3,000 associates. Uh, I have down here that a year ago we did 20 over 20 billion in sales volume. Um, also, you've been regularly listed in the Swanee. Did they say Swanee Pool? Is that Swanee Pool? Swanee Pool top 25 most influential. Uh, you know, people in the industry regularly listed that. And then you're also the you lead the John L. Scott Foundation, which is raises millions of dollars every year for children's hospitals and, and and other children's events. And so that's all very amazing. And, you know, all of that led to the pinnacle of your career, which is it all, it all, it all came down to this. Now you get to be on the Bellingham real estate podcast. So <laughs> what an honor, right? Well, I'm glad I finally uh, yes, was able to make exactly, this. So. Exactly. Exactly. No. So anyway, but no, seriously, it's an honor to have you. And so Let's get into it a little bit. So share with everybody the, kind of the history of John L. Scott Real Estate, how it was founded, how it's evolved. Well, uh, first of all, Paul, you, you uh, stated a lot of uh, nice uh, uh, stats and, and recognition for us as a company and individually. But uh, of course, this is a, a, a team uh, recognition. It's a team compliment uh, that all of us together have come together and to provide that service to our clients that uh, make that produce those achievements that we've been able to do year in and year out. And it's uh, what a treat to, uh, to, to be here uh, in Bellingham. Uh, so for the John L. Scott Real Estate, uh, we were founded in 1931 by my granddad, John L. Scott. I'm the third generation leader, and my daughter, Savannah Scott, will be the fourth generation leader of our company. Yes, and love we're, that. We're heading towards our 100th anniversary in year 2031. Um, and in, in the um, 1990s, we decided that uh, we wanted to grow the company, become a Northwest real estate company in the, in the three states of Washington, Oregon, Idaho, and far Northern California. And that's when we created the John L. Scott Real Estate Network. And of those 100 plus offices, they're both company owned and affiliate offices. And one of those is right here right. in Bellingham. And thank you um, for taking on the ownership. And it's so Paul, it's like I come to work each day for you. Yes. Yes. And, yes. and your team. So that that's what I do on a daily basis. And so you and you became you you became and you kind of took CEO in 1980, is yes. what I read, right? So and that's an interesting thing that you brought up that I just assumed that the company was just kind of this thing that had gone like this for the last ninety plus years. But really it's grown Primarily, actually, under your wing. I mean, it was maybe what ten or fifteen offices before 1980. Is that? Yeah, we had about 260 uh, broker associates in 1980, and now we're uh, up above 3,000. Yeah, and so we have grown as the transportation networks have grown. Right. Because in 1931, when the trolley lines came in, we grew into other neighborhoods right around Seattle. Yeah. Then the freeway system. And then uh, just transportation just kept opening up uh, more markets and and uh, attracting others um, uh, movement within the Northwest. Yeah, and I and I love that uh, the way you grew a lot of real estate companies. They kind of just when they franchise, they'll just go anywhere that somebody will take them. 
And then there's not a lot of connection between those franchisees all over the country. They're, and then the brand recognition is not necessarily there and everything like that. Whereas we're such a rich, you know, legacy brand that that is here and that that's so well connected. Everybody you know knows somebody who's worked at John L. Scott or works at John L. Scott that lives in Washington. I'm sure the same thing in Oregon, Idaho. Yep. Now going into, you know, Northern California a little bit. And then, of course, being part of Leading RE and being a founding member as you were, um, it still gives us all of that national and international networking and marketing um, opportunities, um, but still having that kind of hyper-local kind of uh, more family feel, which is super cool. Right. And uh, we, we wanted to uh, be a major player in the Northwest. We're kind of an island up here. It's a long ways to San Francisco or Minneapolis. And as you were mentioning, the leading real estate companies of the world, that network uh, gives us that exposure of like type companies, uh, 500 across the United States and around the world. And uh, our network together, we, we uh, transact over a million transactions each year just yeah. in our network. Yeah. So it's it's a, a powerful group to belong to, networking, brainstorming, and sharing ideas with. Yeah. And when you when you look at the leading RE companies, they're all kind of John L. Scott's. They're 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 a lot of regional, really good companies. Yes. It's not just they don't take just anybody. Like there's a criteria. And so um it's 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 really great. So thank you. Um so that's all fabulous. I wanted to get into kind of the industry in general. So, you know, I grew up, as you know, with my parents in real estate, you know, my stepdad, yes. you know, my dad and my stepdad, you know, all of them. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, um, back then, obviously, it was it was a different business. It really was. I mean, obviously, some things never change, you right. know, but, um, you know, the people part of it, a lot of that doesn't change. But truly, um, you know, you can go to the changes in um, and buyer's agency has changed a lot. We're now doing buyer consultations. Um, and of course, as a company, you're providing, you know, buyer consultation, you know, buyer seller, you've had buyer presentation guides and and housing update tools that, that the company has been providing, which is incredibly helpful so that you don't have to create all that material yourself. Um, but buyer presentations, our listing launch, and then that's kind of where it started with that. We was that 10 years ago, 15 years ago when yeah. we got to, when we did that. Yeah. Okay. 12 years, 12 yes. years ago. Okay. Then we're moving into, Okay you know, home staging, professional photos on every home, Matterport or video on every home, um, you move to, so elevating that listing experience um, because the, the, the consumer is kind of, you know, it, the market's demanding that, right? And that's what, to, you know, to, to, to offer our services at the highest level, that's what we need to do now. Then you get into Market Ready Plus, which is offering a credit line so that it help people um, get their house ready for sale. So that's kind of where we are now, right? Right. Um, we're, we're right there at the highest level. What's next? You know, where are we going from here and how is things going to evolve over the next five or 10 years? And how are you as a CEO kind of looking to stay out in front of all that? Well, it's a, another exciting time, uh, with AI coming. I'll talk about that in okay, a second, AI, yeah. but we have a, um, a phrase we use while everything continues to change with technology, the core of our business remains the same. And that's the trusted relationship of a competent professional. That's uh, has not changed in our industry at all. All that technology has done is just speeded up everything, made it instant. Uh, when the, um, the, we were able to have our own TV show in the 1980s showing all the homes for sale. This is before HGTV. Right. Uh, and then we, um, when the internet came around, we were the first in the nation to have all our inventory online. Uh, and we were recognized uh, nationally for that. And then the uh, MLS, we had all the MLS information on. 
uh, mobile apps. We are the, one of the first to have a mobile app for Androids. Um, uh, and, and I know I'm an Android user. I know. I've yeah. been with <laughs> and so, I remember. And, and now with um, uh, rolling out our new Salesforce uh, platform that you're yeah. a beta testing for mm-hmm. us, a, ro- a rollout yep. uh, office here. Um, uh, with the uh, mobile app on that, that you're going to uh, get your database and update it and uh, communicate um, uh, on a continual basis while you're out in the field. So uh, we've always adopted new technology. So let's talk about AI for a second. So AI, I first noticed AI 55 years ago. Hmm. It was in 1968. There was this movie out called 2001 Space Odyssey. Oh, I've heard of that movie. That's yeah. a famous movie, right? Yeah, it's famous. Yeah, you yeah. got to watch it. I heard it, it's good. It's yeah. a classic. Yeah. And, but it showcased AI. And the AI was called HAL. And I can't remember the acronym that that stood for. But, uh, and then the next year in 1969, we landed on the moon. The book Future Shock came out in uh, 1970. And then we're just off to the races um, from there. So we've always anticipated technology. And now it's here. Um, uh, AI is is now here, and but all the way, all along the way, uh, we we've adopted the new technology, we evolved it, and it's just elevated our service um, uh, service that we provide to our buyers, sellers, and those um, uh, in our uh, database that we can continually communicate with, and that's what's going to happen in AI. In uh, when the internet came out, it was real time real estate, and now it's uh, instant everything is is going to be the AI world. So as a leadership team, we have an executive meeting just on AI each month. Okay. We're talking to all of our vendors. It's all moving forward. Uh, we had a, um, a guest speaker in from Microsoft, and she was telling us in, in May that uh, AI is going to be uh, six times greater by the end of this year just because the exponential growth of it. And I've, I've read articles where uh, programmers can now uh, they can code eight times more code because of AI. So you can just see it's it's really coming forward. And I'm anticipating, of course, within five years or so, that each of us will have our own personal AI assistant. Mm. And and we, we the only thing you have to figure out is what, what are you going to name your assistant? Uh, and, and that's um, uh, just so everything's going to be instant voice um, activated. And uh, we're just going to uh, uh, for but but we're providing that consultation services, transactional excellence. That doesn't change our network with the, uh, with the other uh, brokers in the industry to get that transaction and to uh, get it closed. Um, and you know, like for uh, buyers, uh, this has really helped clarify what our value proposition is with buyers. Is I partner with you as your personal representative to help you buy right at the right price. For sellers, I partner with you as your personal representative to showcase your home in the best light to get the best price. And there's consultation involved, um, uh, you know, getting to know you, your preferences and everything. And sometimes some counseling gets involved. Totally. But, but able to move, help people move forward in the next phase of their lives. And that's what we do on a day-in, day-out basis. Yeah, and that's... That's there's a couple of things that you that you touched on that are so so cool and important. Um, number one, I want to mention that when I started with John L. Scott um, in 2003, we had JohnLScott.com had just the technology part of it. Yep, um, we had a map search, like a really intuitive, good map search, and we were pretty much the only real estate company up here that had you know I, I don't know if Realtor.com or some other site had it, but as a company, it was like the only company that had it. We had an app before anybody else. You, we, 
it's one of those things about John L. Scott that's that's sneaky that that is not widely kind of industry known is um, we have been really out in front with technology the whole time and um, compared to a lot of companies and and you watch companies kind of jump around to different kind of things and different vendors and different things and and um, we you've been really good at staying on top of things and what I like about the messaging and the values is is that it's not what's the new thing that's going to capture leads necessarily or this or that. It's 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 technology that is at the core of how we can still have those relationships and focus on those relationships and serve those relationships as opposed to technology just to kind of lead generate, if that makes sense. There is a difference in real, real estate firms and teams focusing on the the you know on the on the kind of capture leads and things like that versus focusing on all of our tools are really focused on you know the sphere of influence type of you know it's a it's a different it's kind of a difference does you know what I'm saying yes yeah, yeah. well well definitely it's the strength of our company yeah. it's our relationship our trusted relationship with our client base right uh, that we have and that's eighty percent of our business is repeat and referral business from the people we know and it's. Um, and then you get to our, our core value as a company is uh, living life as a contribution. Right. You know, we approach our business of being a contribution uh, to each individual, supporting our teammates to create a positive environment for expression and being involved in the community. And of course, uh, with children's hospitals. And, yeah. uh, and then we take those items home with us, that experiential uh, uh, learning uh, home with us. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. I, and I'm just going to continue to kiss you, kiss up a little bit here with all the things you're doing right. But um, but of course, you know, I bought into the company because <laughs> I obviously believe in, in the brand and everything you guys are doing. But um, another thing that I love is, you. what did you say for buyer? What is the buyer? Give me that language again, please. Oh, oh for the buyer? Yes. Uh, well, I partner with you as your personal representative. Yes. To help you buy right at the right price. I'm, right. I'm, my, I have eyes wide open. Yes. Experiential eyes wide open on yes. your behalf. And so I wanted to mention to you that I talked to a broker who um, was with John Scott for a long time, got recruited to be kind of a manager at a company. We didn't have a management position available, so he moved to a different company. And I was talking to him the other day, and he said, one of the things I really miss about being at John L. Scott is the language and the messaging. And um, and there's a lot of focus on that, too, on, you know, um, on helping curate kind of how to talk about things, how to think about things, how to, how to, how to, because that communication is a big part of our job too. You, like the skill you need to have to say the right things, to think the right way when you meet with people, you're not, it's not the same. You're not meeting with somebody and just, you know, house hunting for them and helping them. They're doing their own thing. They already are on Redfin or Zillow or JohnLScott.com doing their home search. So it's like, how do we come with the, present the highest value and understand how to talk about what we're doing with them and with ourselves. Yes. And there's definitely always been a focus also on language. Yes. And um, and even even talking about housing, which I want to get to next, housing updates, frenzy market versus yes. this market. Those are very like you find yourself starting to use language. It's definitely something that also that um, I really appreciate about the company. The core value of focusing on the relationship and living life as a contribution and having the technology be up to date to surround that core value, yep. but then also um, the messaging and the, and the is all really good stuff too. Well, we we have a um, uh, separate from our AI executive meetings yeah. uh, we, and relationship executive meetings. 
we meet uh, just on strategy about where the industry is going. We meet sure. on that on a monthly basis. Yeah. So we're already anticipating the changes and how are we going to uh, elevate our, as you're saying, our language, but our consciousness, our awareness, and then our service levels. Sure. Um, uh, so that's where that languaging comes from. Yeah. Is uh, it's not it just doesn't happen. It it's right. conscious. Totally. You know, uh, repeatable. And, and that's where the frequency of focus of uh, being fully engaged in the industry uh, comes from. Uh, you ev- not only evolve with technology, but you evolve uh, and get and we, with clarity about our purpose and our value add uh, to that individual client. Well, and it creates a culture because, you know, it's a family owned company. And when you're focusing on your relationships and the value you're providing and your contribution, yeah. you also attract the right kind of people that also see the industry that way and want to be part of something like that, as opposed to somebody who just says, oh, there's a lot of money in real estate or there's this, you know, they're coming out of something else and they think it's something, so they want to do it. And so, you know, when we as office leaders um, are also focused on the right language, focused on the right activities right. For, our, for, our, for the realtors we're working with, we're attracting the people who, who see the business the same way, who want to be part of something like that. So yep. it, it, it helps drive the culture too, which I appreciate. Thank so, you. Um, okay. Next thing is the market update, right? So market yep. update. So um, you're here to give us also a market update. Obviously, everybody knows sales have slowed down this year. Um, year over year, rates are up. Um, what are you here to share with us um, as far as for Whatcom County or the greater Pacific Northwest on um, a market update and kind of where you see things going? Well, uh, definitely, um, there are fewer transactions in the industry right now, uh, and mainly because of the interest rates uh, going up so suddenly. So you have a differential between homeowners who uh, uh, refinanced at 3% and what the current rate is today around 7%. And they're just not moving in the normal sequence for repositioning on a local basis as much. So, but there are, the market is moving for those that where a life event takes place, and also for those that have major equity that have been in their home four or five years or more. So that those are the individuals moving in today's market. So while there are fewer transactions uh, taking place, uh, for those homes that are coming on the market, there's good intensity for uh, going under contract. And so we have some, uh, some uh, good languaging to be able to talk about uh, in a positive uh, manner that there is positive momentum for those that are homes that are making on the market and the people that uh, want to move. And that's what we're uh, going to be talking about today. And then we're also going to be talking about is just uh, our engagement with our uh, database and uh, getting ourselves in position for a, a, a new um, uh, engagement with someone. Um, because this, the market is very predictable, and we're going to be in this market for uh, a year or two. With, uh, slower, sale, with slower sales. With, yeah, slower with, sales. With, slow, with fewer homes coming on the market. Which then leads to slower sales. Which, which leads to slower and sales. And that's an important distinction, because obviously yeah. it's not slower sales because people don't want to buy. Right. It's slower sales because there's just less inventory. There's just less inventory. Right. And um, one thing um, uh, I'll be talking a little bit about is interest rates, because uh, they're coming back down towards seven. They peaked up last week a little bit to seven a quarter or so. Uh, and the uh, forecast is from the national economists in the real estate space is that we will be back down in the sixes by year end, you know, upper sixes. And then uh, in 2024, uh, we'll be back down to the, the mid sixes. And then we'll see where we go from there. And, but we're not going back to three or four or maybe even 5% interest anytime soon. So uh, 
that that takes a look at in this market area in the more affordable and mid price ranges because up to five hundred thousand uh, in this uh, in Watkin County, uh, it's still a frenzy market because of the lack of inventory coming on and the amount of buyers purchasing. Uh, and then from five hundred up to a million, it's very strong sales activity intensity. Uh, and up to 1.5, it's healthy, and above 1.5, it's selective buyer activity. But in those uh, beginning price categories, up to a million dollars, we know prices are going to go up in the spring. And so it's kind of a math formula right now. Uh, I might be paying a little bit more in interest right now, and if interest rates go down, I can refinance, but we know the prices are going to go up in the spring. And if the prices, say they go up 5%, what's the uh, median home price approximately? It's like 650000 okay. let's say. So that would be uh, $30,000. Yeah. Well, the rate differential between seven and six and a half might be on a $400,000 mortgage. It's going to be a fraction of that. And sure. so we, there will never be enough homes in the more affordable and mid-price ranges. Uh, over the next decade, they will only go up. Uh, we started the, la the next 10-year housing cycle last year. That was the adjustment year. This year, the market solidifies this year in 2024, and then we'll uh, see where rates are at that time, but we, we'll see another seven years of, uh, of uh, appreciation growth uh, moving forward ahead. That's the normal 10-year cycle. So, because we did see a little bit of a dip in home prices um, late last year, for sure. And, and so, and would you say that the reason why you, steady, you're saying steady appreciation over the next seven years. Would you say that that's primarily due, that's a Pacific Northwest thing as far as primarily due to lack of construction and, and continued demand in the area and, and population growth, just a simple t supply and demand kind of forecast? Or yes. is there something else at play? Or Because that can't be, that's not everywhere in the nation, correct? No. It's not. Uh, the um, uh, Central Puget Sound is an economic juggernaut across the nation and around the world. Uh, there are just more people moving in, and as the city heats up, you get people moving to the uh, the next the lifestyle destination like communities Bellingham. like Bellingham, yeah. and and that's what's uh, been uh, taking place uh, all throughout the Northwest. So you you have Seattle, Portland, Vancouver, BC, and then you uh, not until you get down to California then. Uh, where the, the major centers are, but you get that uh, concentric circles outside of the major centers, and that that will continue ahead. Got it. Okay, I like it. I like it a lot. I appreciate it. That's and that's still consistent with our your forecast that you, we provided at the beginning of the year. That that doesn't sound like anything's really changed, other than rates have stayed stayed higher than expected. Yeah, but um, the forecast for the next seven years remains the same. Yeah, and and boy, has uh, Whatcom County ever been steady uh, overall at a, a very strong sales activity intensity? Yeah, and that that's a indicator, uh, the trademark indicator that we have at John o. Scott of homes going under contract within the first thirty days. Sure, it's just very strong, especially the more affordable and mid price ranges, and then in the upper price ranges, luxury price points. You really do need to look at your competition and pricing and condition of the yard and the home, even to a higher degree. Sure. Because of uh, selective buyer activity or Excellent. healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's all I got. I, I Again, it was an honor to have you on. Thank you, Lennox. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening or watching, you guys. Cheers. Thank you. <laughs>